0: hey everybody what's up welcome in to another episode of real sports talk My raj hope you're all doing well september 2nd 2021 took the day off yesterday to care of some things obviously it was a huge storm uh, a lot of rain so a whole lot going on um but i am back and with this episode today i'm gonna talk about a couple of things continue to preview NBA teams and their seasons coming up ahead in October, um, as well as talk about uh, college football week one, officially some games starting up tonight as well, and obviously some big ones this weekend. So, what to keep an eye on, what to look forward to, um, as there are a lot of compelling storylines heading to this college football season with the teams the playoff rankings, you know, schedule. You know, new coaches, new coaches and new spots, you know, things like that are um, definitely going to be talked about this weekend. Obviously, there are some teams that are looking to uh, continue their success they had last year, try to keep it going and see if they can become uh, even better and enter the playoff picture. So, let me get started uh, with the Oklahoma City Thunder and previewing what their season and their expectations will be for this roster coming up in October now the Thunder have had a lot of change obviously in their roster um you know they were 30 in offense last year they were 22 and 50 as a record last year the two guys the two names that have progressed well and are starting to emerge um on this team would be Lou Gantz-Dort and Shai Alexander. These are two names that have been able to progress well so far in Oklahoma City. Uh, they will be expected to lead this team, obviously, this year in terms of leadership and kind of helping other guys get up to speed. Um, you know, look at head coach Mark Dagnalt. Uh, he's got a lot of work to do, obviously, in his second season in terms of kind of carving out the identity of this Oklahoma City team, you know. We know that they obviously once had Westbrook, Harden, Durant, and things just really changed so much to the point where they even had Paul George at one point. Uh, but they weren't able to win with Westbrook or build around Westbrook pretty well, nor to build around Paul George even. So there were just a lot of things in Oklahoma City that they weren't able to do, obviously kind of retaining talent and get a supporting cast. One well, thing they have done, although, which is definitely going to continue to be talked about, um, is the draft picks they've accumulated and all the trades they've made for all their star players, uh, they've been able to accumulate a lot of draft picks under Sam Presti. Now, Sam Presti has gotten all these draft picks. question at this point now is, is he going to be able to... Know, continue drafting, and finding the best players. We we'll be able to trade these picks for you know, to attract uh, younger talent. You know that's the whole thing. OKC's plan—they want to keep on drafting guys. You know could be a good plan. It's one way to re- kind of rebuild your team. Um, but you got to be able to hit on those picks, and it comes down to evaluation. It comes down to what do you need, and Thunder need to find those guys and those picks and actually utilize them really really well and they could have moved up in the draft which they probably did at some point Um, but they gotta be able to land some good talent um, some top talent that can help them get back on the map at least try to be competitive in the Western Conference try to attract certain free agents as they haven't had that success as of late so You know, as an offense, I think they will improve because they obviously are going to get back a couple of their players. And Alexander, uh, who was obviously hurt last year, you know, do got some talent that just needs to be coached the right way. Need to have that mindset of competing, obviously. Um, But more importantly, you just want to see how well can head coach Mark Daganold kind of get these guys on the same page. Um, Are they going to get consistent scoring chemistry is also another uh big thing for the Thunder this year you know being better in defense being able to facilitate be better in terms of rebounding and scoring they're definitely going to need that a lot of eight areas stands right now I don't see the Thunder being able to improve the win total by too much I will think I do think that they will be better um but not to the point where they're going to be able to contend for a championship or get close to the championship. I mean, that's far, far away for them. And for a team that had title hopes, um, you know, years back until now, a team that's really just trying to find out identity. With Chris Paul, they were obviously really good. We know that. With Chris Paul, when he was there, really rejuvenized and we really got this team going at a high level. Um... But, you know, ever since he got traded and let go, or however it was handled, you know, they just haven't been able to be as good. So it's about finding a couple of leaders on this team, you know. But I still see them being right there at the bottom of the Western Conference with Houston Rockets. Um, Just because you don't know how well they're going to be able to get it done, obviously, because some of those games. They don't have a true closer yet on this team. So that remains to be seen. Who will be that closer on this team? And can they find some guys who will be able to stick around and be there long term? Um, that is huge. Um, you know, as they try to figure out what their future will look like. Um, you know, Sam Presti obviously has been doing this really well throughout his career in terms of just being able to, you know, get draft picks and, you know, swing certain guys for certain players. You just now want to see if they can do it even better uh, to the point where they can use those drafts to actually acquire a star. That would be huge. That would be really huge for the Thunder, uh, just their fan base, giving them something to really, like, cheer about and be motivated about. I think that would be huge, uh, no doubt, if they can make it happen that way. next segment i want to talk about the orlando magic the orlando magic um, last season went 21 and 51 as a team and the magic have been trending in up and down direction the last two seasons you know they did have success in the bubble um, and then this past year just injuries really kind of derailed their season not to mention the aaron gordon you know nikola Vucevic, were traded from Um, The Magic, you know, uh, to Denver and Chicago, respectively. So, they were able to get some draft picks in the process. Um, Like I said, injuries to Markel Fultz, Jonathan Isaac kind of affected them a lot. But the Magic are all in in terms of rebuilding this year, in my my view. I mean, head coach Steve Clifford was... um, you know, let go uh, back. You know, a while back, or I think a season ago or so. Or this past year, after three seasons, he was let go. So, they obviously wanted to bring in someone who could coach this young team, and they decided to hire Jamal Mosley, who was the assistant under Rick Carlisle in Dallas, which was a really good hire. Uh, but the Magic have a lot of areas that they have to address this season. In terms of what they're going to look like, you know, as a team. I mean, they were 29 in offense last year, 26 on defense. They have had a tough time of being able to just stay afloat in the Eastern Conference. I mean, they've been able to, you know, play well relatively when they've gotten in the postseason, but obviously not lasting as long as they would like. So the whole thing is now is Jamal Mosley stepping in as head coach, of Orlando Magic, you know, what can he bring to the table? Obviously, him being there on the red car line, kind of seeing the development of Luka Doncic and this Dallas Mavericks roster, they definitely have some promising talent. I mean, Cole Anthony was one of those uh, impressive players last year for the team. You know, they do have a couple of veteran players in Michael Carter-Williams being there. Now, their biggest addition, although, in the draft was Jalen Suggs, shooting guard out of Gonzaga. Uh, Suggs is a really solid player. I think he can be a day one starter for this Orlando Magic team. You know, so they got some veterans. They got a lot of guards on this team. Overall, you got Wendell Carter, who's looking to kind of bounce back and redeem himself a little bit. Uh, Terrence Ross and Gary Harris are two of the veterans on this team, which will only help Jamal Mosley in trying to get this team to play up to speed and play much better. You got Mo Bamba and Robin Lopez as well as their two bigs. Now, they don't give you what Nicola you, know, you can give you, but at least they can provide some of that in certain you know, certain aspects. So the Magic do have a group in which they it got some young veteran players. They got young, young players, they got veteran players. They got a mix um, of a lot of coaches, a lot of players. Mm-hmm players and you know it's just all about how do they fit now how do they fit all together you know Michael Carter Williams obviously um, has kind of bounced around in his career a little bit but he's a solid player as well so this starting five rotation that they're gonna have um, it really comes down to you know how do they want to kind of mix and match the line I think Cole Anthony definitely uh, should be one of their starters this year Markel Fultz, I mean, they got to ease him back in. Obviously, we know that he was having a much better shooting uh, performance with Orlando Magic after all that transpired in Philadelphia. You know, Isaac is a pretty is a pretty good player uh, who showed some upside last year. So they got some talent that definitely needs to be developed and kind of pushed to the next level. And I think Jamal Mosley was brought in for that. Um, he's got to get a fair shot, I think, in Orlando, although they can't really try to do all those kind of things they did with Steve Clifford uh, you know force upon like all these things that they want to do you know they got to be able to you know, Jamal Mosley kind of take whatever he learned in Dallas and really apply that uh, to this team and kind of carve out an identity this team if they play harder in defense play much better um, but they, they're going to go as far as this young core will take them and I think that they got a chance if they can just be consistent in their winnings you know in terms of develop, getting a couple of winning streaks going I think that they can uh, find a way to be better overall I mean you just look at what they have in terms of their size uh, they do stack up fairly well against some of the teams in the Eastern Conference um, I don't think they're better than the Washington Wizards um, but they have a chance to make that play in tournament game if they can just find a way to get consistency from all of their starters. Um, I think Jalen Suggs is going to be a really big-time player. I think he'll be Rookie of the Year uh, uh, in the NBA. Now I know it's a little bit bold, uh, but he has that ability based on whatever Cena seen at Gonzaga and what he had throughout the run that they had in the you know in these NCAA tournaments. I like his chances to be Rookie of the Year. You know, if you can just find a way to earn some more playing time and kind of work well with, um, obviously, John De Isaac and Franz Wagner, and Robin Lopez, I think that will bode well for the Magic. So I see them being um, better than the Cleveland Cavaliers this season, <laughs> and I'm going to Cleveland, but I, I think they'll be better um, than the Pistons as well because i think that jamal mosley is gonna actually be able to bring some really innovative in coaching that they really need to be pushed i think steve clifford was one of those guys who's a decent coach but obviously kind of disciplined kind of well, too disciplined and kind of kind of getting on his players too much and i think that jamal mosley will do the same thing but you think you'll see much better development and much better focus uh, from the young magic players and i think that will result in winning a little bit more games and possibly being the mix for one of those final play-in tournament spots in the NBA season. So in this next segment, I want to preview week one of the college football season uh definitely going to be a big week for a lot of these teams obviously getting back to playing in front of full crowds full stadiums um obviously there's a lot of policies and things that have been going kind of introduced with you know with the COVID and the kind of players having to kind of follow the testing but it promises to be a really promising opening week with a lot of great matchups um expected to happen this weekend and I kind of want to dive into a lot of them and how it may go um I want to start with teams that I believe will be on an upset alert this week. and Which I mean, you know, teams that are obviously ranked higher um, and who may be upset by teams that are ranked lower than them or, you know, unranked. And I kind of want to list those teams um, that could be on an upset alert in week one of the college football season. So, let me start by picking Notre Dame. Number nine Notre Dame at Florida State. Uh, I think Florida State has a really good opportunity to upset Notre Dame. Now, yes, Notre Dame was in the college football playoffs last year. They had an incredible year with their defense. Their defense was really good when they needed to be. Uh, You saw them obviously play big time in that Clemson game last year at home. Uh, They have the most—they've won the previous two medians against Florida State. Uh, that would be the Notre Dame has won the previous two meetings against Florida State Uh, Notre Dame has a better defense for sure but Florida State's been trying to find a way back to being relevant again and I think that a home game in which Notre Dame is starting out a first time quarterback um, this offense is going to be predicated um, on running the football and I think that if Florida State can really stuff the run. If Florida State can really stuff the run, then I think that putting pressure on Notre Dame's quarterback will be able to give more opportunities to win. You know, I think Florida State may come out. I mean, they're not be able to score a whole lot in Notre Dame's defense, but if they can just find a way. To play some good defense, force Notre Dame's quarterback into some turnovers, and get win the field position battle. I think Notre Dame will. I think Florida State will be able to win and knock out Notre Dame in in week one. Next team that I think has a good shot to upset um, is number 18 Iowa hosting number 17 Indiana. The Indiana Pacers. The Indiana Indiana (laughs) Hoosers... Uh, Had, obviously, an impressive year last year. Um, And now they're going to be playing, obviously, a couple of teams here early on that will test them a lot. Iowa has one of the best defenses in college football. I mean, they may not always be in the picture week to week, but Iowa historically has had a good defense at home. Um, And, you know, they have a chance to make a statement here where... They can really... Uh, they'll be tested by an Indiana offense that has a lot of experienced starters. Um, you know, they got an experienced group returning this year. So, it will be a tough matchup, no doubt, between both teams. But I like Iowa's uh, ability to run the, run the football to kind of keep... to win the time of possession, keep the ball away from this Indiana offense you know I think if they can get their I can get their running game going if they can win the field position battle I think they can force they can Indiana to settle for field goals uh, I think that would be a huge win I think that um, this is an early road test for Indiana I think that you know they are going to come out a little bit trying to force the issue probably in some of their passing play action passes I think I will be, be be very opportunistic in this game and find a way to pull up the upset. And then my third upset or who could be an upset alert this week is number 12, Wisconsin. Mostly number 19, Penn State. Penn State got off to a bad start last year. They lost their first four or five games before recovering. Um, I think that Penn State is going to be able to uh, attack Wisconsin's secondary a lot more than people think. Um, Wisconsin's running game isn't going to be as, as explosive early on. Um, I think that they'll need to rely on their offense to be much better. Um, you know, quarterback Graham well, Marts of Wisconsin Badgers. He had a pretty good year last year as a starter, but the question is, can he keep it going in, in his second year as a starter? Um, I think Penn State secondary is going to be really looking forward to the challenge of trying to start their season off with a with the win this time. I think they'll give Wisconsin some a lot of trouble and not make it easy for Wisconsin. Um, and it may come down to you know late game situations, and I think that Penn State has a good chance to win and steal a game in Wisconsin if they can find themselves right there in the fourth quarter trailing by a couple of points or, or you know, in a tight game situation. As for the teams that I believe are locked for week one, I think Alabama is going to beat Miami pretty easily. Um, you know, you like Miami's story, from, obviously, from, from last season. Um, but Alabama is just too talented. Even with Bryce Young starting for Alabama, obviously a uh, first-time starter for Alabama, Alabama just has too much talent. I think that will give Miami trouble. Um, I think they won't be able to keep up with Alabama in this game. So I think that Alabama's going to win Week One pretty easily. Um, I think you're going to see Ohio State take care of Minnesota tonight. Texas A&M, same thing. This week against Kent State, I think that'll be an easy one. And I think North Carolina, who's number ten, will go into Virginia. And win that game as well. Moving on to the next thing. Two games that I think will go either way this week in college football. First game that comes to mind, and uh, this game could really come down to the wire and go both ways, is this number five Georgia, you know, number three Clemson. Now, this is a big opportunity for the Georgia Bulldogs to make a statement against the ACC. Georgia has been coming very close the last couple of years. They've been in the mix with the SEC championship game, the national title game, I think back in 2017. Georgia has an experienced quarterback. Kirby Smart's been there, obviously. Georgia is definitely looking to make a statement. They've been very close, and they were on their way last season. just weren't able to win some of the games that they had to win. But this is an opportunity. They're going to be against a Clemson defense that, you know, obviously they lost some starters to the NFL and they do have a new quarterback and in, 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 you know starting in DJ Ugali you know so Trevor Lawrence not being there you know you have DJ Ugali who showed some potential last year with Clemson but you know Georgia with their kind of defense that Kirby Smart has um, defense that Kirby Smart has I think you may tr- you know cause some trouble for Clemson's starting quarterback. You know, looking at Georgia, I mean, last year they beat Tennessee and Auburn when they were ranked, but other than that, they weren't able to win a whole lot in the big time games, or they couldn't get to that point. You know, uh, JT Daniels has been trending upwards as a quarterback. Um, the only thing that Clemson really has going for them is that they've been historically good, historically good at home. So Clemson's home field advantage won't. I mean, it won't be. This game will be held on the neutral side. So I think that is why this game could go either way. I think Georgia's offense, the way they are able to run the football and uh, attack, I think that they can definitely cause a lot of issues um, for that Clemson's defense. The way Georgia can you know, use their speed and their ability to, to attack vertically, that may give Clemson some trouble. Look at Clemson's running game. You want to see who will step up after Travis Etienne, obviously the part of the NFL. Their running game is gonna be a storyline in this game. And let's not also forget that quarterback DJ Ugelli only had a big time moment, a big time kind of spotlight uh, against Notre Dame last year. Now as being the you know the starter of this team, you know, Kenny find a way to win a, in a big-time game with his office, with his arm, you know, that will be the question for Clemson, is being able to see what he can do in a game against a ranked opponent, you know, a team that definitely is looking to make a statement early on. Clemson, their chances of getting back to the college football playoffs starts here, and the same thing goes for Georgia. So it really comes down to which team really wants it, either uh, wants it more. And I think that's why this game will be one of the most exciting games this year to watch in college football in, in week one. And the second game that I think um, that could go, could go either way is between number three, 20, number three, Louisiana Tech, and number 21, Texas. Hudson Card is the starting quarterback for the Texas Longhorns. The Steve Sarkisian's debut Texas has been looking to make a statement for a while And they haven't had many significant victories In the last few years This is their chance to beat an upstart team And Louisiana, who I mentioned before Under Billy Napier um, Had two pretty good seasons uh, Back-to-back winning seasons Uh, Their defense is pretty good The offense has been clicking so, question is Can Texas find a way to hold off Louisiana in terms of how they want to play? Um, you know, both teams definitely can run the ball well, can pass the ball well. Um, but more so, this game will come down to turnovers and whether or not Texas is able to ha- handle, handle those kind of things thrown this way. Now, Louisiana, obviously, they're coming into, into Texas. Um, you know, on the road, obviously they haven't been tested. This is an SEC opponent after all, so it'll be interesting to see if Louisiana is up for the challenge, and if they can actually make make it happen. You know, Texas has some promising wide receivers on their roster. Um, I think those guys are going to shine this week in this game, and it will be a contested game, no doubt. And I would love to see how this game really goes down in the end.